How's it going? It's Owen here, and this is a bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast, Redefining Diabetes. Every week, we'll dip back into the episode archive and get you to think and reflect once more about some of the things we've learned from the podcast over the last few years. It could be some diabetic wisdom, advice, a great guest, or even a hypo story. So enjoy this bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast. So when did you know that you say it's strange to kind of go back to your 11 year old self to your diagnosis and you're you are angry and i know how frustrating it is and i know how daunting every day can feel but i don't have the same perspective as you may have from you know being a young child because i got a late teens mm-hmm. what would your advice to let's say there's an 11 year old listening right now, what would your advice to them be if they, you know, were embarrassed or shy or ashamed of their diabetes? Somebody now like yourself, who is a proud diabetic, who is showing people how to live with diabetes is Mm -hmm. doing amazing things, has done amazing things despite their diabetes. What would your advice be to them if they're just starting on their, on their diabetes journey? Yeah, that's such a good question. Speaking to my 11-year-old self, I think I think the most important thing to realize is that like yes, diabetes sucks. Like you have this now and you have it for your whole entire life. Like it's okay to be upset. Like there is a stage of accepting like there are stages of accepting diabetes and and anger and denial and uh those are part of it. Um and so it's in a way it's necessary to go through them, but when you're ready, realize that the people around you are there to help you. And that is really important. Like you have, you have a natural, like you have a support group, um, whether it's, uh, your parents or caretakers, friends, um, a school nurse, uh, a teacher, um, people are like, want to see you shine and, and rise up and grow into the person that you are meant to be in this world. And I think for me, that person who told me that when I was 11 was my brother, uh, when, you know, two years into just sort of like being a, like really, uh, not, uh, not a nice person to be around. He sort of sat me down when I was like 13 and just looked me in the eyes and he was like, dude, you've got to stop being such a dick to mom. And, and that for me was like a huge revelation moment where I was like, wow, like my mom is really doing everything in her power to like help me live a normal life. And, and she's like given so much up of her, like she, it was just, it's such a selfless act when parents do that. And when they like raise a kid with type one. Um, and so, yeah, like uh, just to sort of wrap that advice up, like this does not have to be a defining thing. Um, it, it does suck, but know that by accepting this, it will make you stronger. It will make you a much stronger person and better equipped to navigate the world, uh, through all the adversity that it will throw at you anyway. Could not agree more. It certainly toughens you up and makes you more resilient each day. And there's certainly no alternative to not taking care of yourself and getting on with it. So it's definitely something you can learn to adjust your new life too. Listen, let's fast forward slightly, right? Past your 11 year old self. Everything you do now is almost 
based around diabetes or is related to diabetes. I think that's what me and me and you have in common. Kind of anything we do will always will always go back to diabetes. So one of the amazing things that you did that I know a bit about is the fact that you cycled from New York City to San Francisco with Beyond Type 1. Now, I was in San Francisco, I think, last year, and I cycled across the Golden Gate Bridge, which was like maybe a half an hour cycle. And I was even then thinking, what am I going to do to avoid a low blood sugar? My blood sugar is definitely going to drop in this heat. You know, the planning that goes goes around it always has to be done before any sort of exercise. So for me to, yeah. to hear about you cycle across the entire country is amazing. So were there any sort of precautions you took basically before you did that? Or how did you feel about doing it? Or how did you prepare as a diabetic? Yeah, I was I was stoked. I, and I think I'm a little bit the opposite of you in that I don't really prepare for things. Uh, I sort of just like am a like am a go with the flow type of person. However, diabetes has taught me that it is necessary to prepare, and I can't have that attitude for really anything, especially uh, like traveling or endurance events like the bike ride. So, in preparation, when something like uh, you know making sure that I had diabetes supplies, um, making sure that I had a way to keep all of my insulin cool, which was Frio packs. Um, we had a, a group cooler as well, um, making sure that I had enough uh, like glucose supplies and that they were um, easy and convenient for me to take on the bike. So I use like the glue, the goo blocks um, and also knowing like how is my blood sugar being affected on a bike um, and, and not only on a bike for the first five miles, but for uh, the whole entire 80 miles that I ride that day. And then how is it affected when I go to sleep that night and then wake up and ride 80 miles again and again and again and again. Um, and so I did a lot of training. Um, but all the training that I did, uh, which was basically like climbing 3000 feet over 10 miles, um, every single day in California where I went to school, um, on a bike, all of that went out the window as soon as we started, because, <laughs> because when you're riding from point A to point B, like you talk about stress a lot on your podcasts and like when you're riding and there's a giant 18 wheeler that comes past you, your cortisol is going through the roof. <laughs> like that <laughs> yeah. light feeling, you, you basically sprout out wings and just take off of your bike. Um, and that has, that has a huge impact on blood sugar to, to spike it. Um, so there was a lot of like, basically the way I think about my diabetes on the bike ride is I had to relearn my diabetes from scratch because everything that I had like done before that, where I had uh, an A1C in the fives was, was totally not under my control anymore. And I basically just had to go with the flow and basically like prepare as much as I could, but realize that things aren't always going to go the way you want. So that I think that's sort of a lesson for diabetes in itself. Um, one, one of the really cool products that we use was, was called UCAN, which is this basal carbohydrate it's a drink or a bar and it was created for a, a glucose deficiency where basically body isn't able to uptake glucose at all. So this is like a basal glycogen uh, that just like stays with you for the next like eight to 12 hours. Um, so as, as you're riding and you're 
uh, body is taking glucose from your muscles that you can is sort of slowly putting that back and like patching up all the all the glucose that's being taken out thanks for listening to this bite-sized episode of the insulone podcast and if you want to listen to the full episode you can check it out in the description chat to you soon